kind of person who thinks about the hospitality you should give to a tradie? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's put off eating fruit from the fruit bowl until a point that it's overripe and must be thrown out. (laughs) Grab your knitting needles and a blanket because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. So as I've referred to in the last couple of weeks, I was overseas recently and I did an overseas shop just before, just for the aeroplane because I was flying a rubbish airline and I needed to stock up on snacks. Clever. And one of the things that I love doing, thank you, Christian. One of the things that I love doing is um, buying, you know how you can get like a, a, a slither, I guess, or a sleeve of Werther's Originals? Oh, yeah, not the bag. Yeah, not the bag. I love getting a sleeve, but I love yeah. going to the supermarket and buying them in multi-packs because they're so much cheaper. It's like $3.50 for three sleeves yes. of Werther's Original. It's ama- It's genius. It's generally how bulk buying works, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like doing that. And um, I got through them very, very quickly. And I almost got through them before I went on the plane. Um, yeah, it was just... It, I, I love them. I love like, this. There is no flavour like it. As soon as you got to the car, you were cracking in, were you? Cracking in. Let's just cracking explain. In. A Werther's Original is a suck lolly, right? Yeah, it's a suck lolly. That's exactly... It's a hard can. Yeah, it's a hard candy. Boys love candy. <laughs> <laughs> what character was that? That was a Simpsons character. That's that's from the Simpsons. Someone will know it. <laughs> okay. The idea behind the Werther's original is that you keep it in your mouth for a prolonged period of time. That's not the idea behind a Werther's original. So yes, <laughs> no, on. but that's not that's not like when you go and do the factory tour, the Werther's factory tour. <laughs> they're not going. The idea behind this is. <laughs> No. no, the whole point of any hard lolly yeah. is it sits in your mouth and gives you flavour for a long period of time. Can we please just explore the worst factory tour just for a second? <laughs> so clearly at the factory, there's no one under 70 years of age. Yeah. And they all Even the robots a- are old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all talk with a bit of a lisp and they've always got a lolly on the inside of their cheek as yeah, well. They're always moving it from left to right the whole right. time. And they're always complaining, oh, I've got this little cut that I've got on the inside of my cheek <laughs> forming an ulcer. Um, anyway, I wanted to get the point was, I wanted to get to the point was that I got through them so quickly because I have a real problem with discipline with hard lollies, mm. hard candy. I have a big problem with it. And that is just biting into it way too quick. Yep. I do it like, and I, I'm like, I suck on it a little bit. And I think every time I think I'm going to be disciplined about this, <laughs> I'm going to see what I can do. And I'm going to see if I can get it really, really small. Never happens. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sucked a hard lolly to the point of not biting into Where it. Where it just disintegrates on the tongue and oh, you go oh hang I on I can't even imagine what that feeling is <laughs> yeah. like yeah I always think the I have the same thing go through my head with a lollipop I put the lollipop in my mouth and I go I'm going to suck this until the stick's left yeah. and nothing else Yeah. and then you get to that moment where you crack it between your mm. teeth it splits in half and you're like Ooh. great now I've just got the stick remaining so how soon after it goes in your mouth Dion, oh. is it is it getting cracked into? Uh, honestly, like at maximum, like a minute, and then wow. I'm cracking oh, in. Man, a yep. minute. Yep. See, the, but the benefit is, and I think why we all love the crack, is that great moment where you're crushing down, and then it then it snaps, yeah. and then you've got twice as much lolly. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it incredible how that works? Like, so, oh, wow. so you crack right at the start, and then go, I'll save that half for later. <laughs> I'll suck this half. The one thing I used to, um, beyond hard lollies, I used to love sucking like a Smarty or an M M&M. and M to the point where it wipes off 
The colouring. No Same yes. with Skittles as well. Didn't, did you used to wipe off the colouring and then spit, spit them would, out or would, something? And look at it. But like you get it look out. at it. Yeah, you get it. Oh, that's white now. That's yeah, great. It's Put it back in. And then and then finish it? Yeah, absolutely. Or throw it out. <laughs> but I do like like Skittles. I'll often suck away for a long time. Oh. But they're a, good, they're a good nice chew. They're great. But like with the lollipops and stuff, you do get to that point though, especially with a lollipop where... Yeah, it's gonna. It needs to be broken now. It needs to be cracked on the. So you think it's inevitability? Yeah, I think with a Werther's or something, you should try and run that out and ride that as long as possible. (laughs) Mm. Because that that whole point is, it's like a flavorful long thing, and the sooner you you crack it and you sooner you crush it, the quicker it all goes. Yeah, because it's smaller. Yeah. Okay, so how does this change now when it's a throat lozenger? (laughs) So something that's sorry, 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 lozenge. Yep. Not lozenger. Why did you say lozenger? <laughs> I don't know. It, sa- it sounds like slazenger. Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah, love if Diflam Dif- started making uh, started making tennis rackets. <laughs> yeah, but what happens? So I'm assuming to get the full protection for your throat, yeah. it's about sucking it for longer, yep. right? Yeah. It's not just about eating it. Absolutely. I still bite into them. Yeah. Still bite into them. Because some of them have like, you know, more medical based stuff that like coats your throat and numbs it a bit. So mm. those ones, I think, yeah, you want to break that down, work it into saliva mm. and get that coating really working yeah. for you. <laughs> so, I reckon, yeah, I reckon it's all about the technique, Dion. Because yeah. like we, I feel as though when I, I'm the same as you, I put something in my mouth and immediately it's going right between my teeth, yeah. which is encouraging me to chomp down on it. Yeah. But I feel as though it's about the swishing. It's the swirling inside mm. of your mouth. So basically what you need to do is create enough saliva and then it's working like erosion on a coastline. Yeah. So you're breaking that lolly down. Over millions of years. <laughs> um, I've been working on this word since 1924. <laughs> All right. So how long then do you have a piece of gum in your mouth? Oh, I reckon some gums keep their flavor longer than others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think normally though, I... I rarely chew gum um, and most of the time it's just maybe for a bit of a fresh breath burst yes um, so yeah just get enough of that in there and yep. if your mouth's feeling nice and you can ditch it what about you Christian how long do you keep a, a stick of gum in your mouth <laughs> uh, with the wrapper on or off <laughs> yeah. um, I'd say that I have it in my mouth for an above average length of time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It gets to the point where it's quite hard and flavorless. Yeah. And then I remember that I'm chewing gum and I go, nah. Well, you know what I used to do as a kid with my gum? (laughs) I used to love a bit of juicy fruit. And so what I do, how weird's this? And I'm sure there's other people who used to do this as well, is after a while, I'd take it out and put some sugar on it. No, you didn't. That is so great. So the reason what? the YouTube gum was strictly because it was sweet. Yeah, so I was like, it was juicy fruit. I was like, there's lost its flavour. Get some sugar on it, back in. Why wouldn't you get fruit on it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, you know, the coating on those ones, same with similar to PK, like it's got that hard casing around it yeah. that's kind of nice for that initial first chew <laughs> yeah. that really gets you going and that, that dissolves very quickly. Hang on. what? Where did you source the sugar from? Just the communal bowl, was it, Josh? Yeah, I'm... I. I'm pretty sure you'd throw your gum into the sugar. <laughs> it was his mum's sugar. <laughs> oh my god! I actually don't think, as a kid, I probably would have cared enough to like spoon some sugar out. So I think maybe I did just dunk it in, which is nuts, isn't it? As, as Josh gets older, he starts to throw it in the coffee jar as well. <laughs> it's the coffee, then the sugar, then back in the mouth, and a dunk in the milk. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh Wow. Oh Wow. Oh Wow. The term goodbye comes from the term godbui, 
a contraction of the phrase "God be with ye." <laughs> what? Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! So my mum has been cleaning up the family home um, recently, and um, sometimes when she's cleaning up, she'll send me photos from my youth. And one of the photos she sent me was from when we went uh, to Queensland, where they've got all of these theme parks, and we went as kids, and it was a lot of fun. And I was thinking. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really like Dreamworld. I really like Wet and Wild, the other ones. Uh, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Movie, Movie World. World. And what's the fourth one? And SeaWorld. And SeaWorld. Nara, Nara Resort. Resort. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I was looking at the photos and I noticed that um, my brothers were uh, like on rides and stuff and I wasn't. And it made me reflect, what did I actually do when I visited those theme parks? <laughs> How young were you? I would have been maybe 12. So what? How old's the difference between you and your brothers? Uh, three years and six years. So not that big of a difference between the three of you. No, not that big of a difference. We could discuss that another time. Let's stay to the rides. <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, but also twelve years old is definitely a ride attending age. Yeah, it should be, and like, and it should be where you've got that like, uh, I guess, inhibition where you just get on rides. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. I reckon your parents were saving you embarrassment. You know those sides? You must be this tall. Oh, <laughs> oh Dion, that one's a bit dangerous. Maybe don't even try to go on that <laughs> one. Okay, well. But anyway, I just, I, I, at the time, I was like, I don't want to go on rides. And I literally went, I think, on one ride. I was fine at Wet n' Wild going down the water slides. Christian, if you remember, was fine at Wet n' Wild walking on the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so it made me think, like, I don't need that kind of adrenaline. I don't think. There was, a, there was that ride, the Tower of Terror. I don't know mm. if it's still there, but I would never go on something like that. Well, we never really did it as kids. Like, we weren't sort of pushed to do... Like, I don't know, there wasn't this great desire for any of us really to, to get on those rides and do those yeah. rides. And we just kind of accepted it as a thing. as like, oh, no, our family doesn't do crazy rides. Oh. It's, it becomes a bit of a contest, doesn't it? It's like, have you been on that ride? Yeah. It's like, well, if you haven't, you're a chicken. Yeah. And then the adult, the adult contest is bungee jumping and yeah. skydiving yeah. and all that stuff. And, like... I don't know. I'm bungee jumping for me. I just I don't think I will ever do it. I used to fall into the trap as a child of of I think I should go on these rides mm. even though I'm quite scared of them. Yeah. But now I'm very happy to draw the line. All yeah. of my friends have gone skydiving, bungee jumping, and I'm so happy to just say nope, not for me. It's not natural <laughs> for a human yeah. to jump out of a plane. Yeah. For a human to reach terminal velocity. <laughs> <laughs> it should never happen. But Christian, don't you feel like you're missing out on something? No, I don't feel as though I'm missing out on anything because I don't see... Like, you can get adrenaline from lots of different things in your life. Yep. The type of adrenaline that someone would get from bungee jumping, I think I get that just looking out the window of my office. No, you <laughs> don't. I do. I get very sweaty palms. I'm like, that's oh, enough Oh, because you're quite high up. Yeah, that's, oh, okay. en that's enough. I thought oh, you meant just I like you meant looking the view. at the city. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these top of these buildings are gorgeous, aren't they? <laughs> just Spider-Man just swinging through. <laughs> <laughs> this is what bungee jumping must feel like. <laughs> But Christian, did you go on rides as a kid? Yeah, I used to go on the very easy rides, mm. and then I graduated to roller coasters later yeah. than average. Roller coasters, okay. roller coasters were the big sort of that was the step up, like a log, yes. a flume ride or something. Uh, you can yeah. get on those. Great music on a flume ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like a big, big, big water splash. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the roller coasters. That's next level. And I remember distinct feelings on some of the roller coasters I went on, not as many as a kid, but as I, you know, got in those teenage years, started to go on a little bit, is that awful feeling of when you go down a big drop and then you start to lift out of the seat because you're quite oh, light. Yeah. I can yeah, only imagine. <laughs> no, I, I'm firmly concrete to the ground. 
<laughs> but uh, we do pick up some generous speed on the way down. What about the screaming from that emanates from rides? I don't think I'd be much of a screamer. <laughs> I give it a bit of a a, a woo. Like I don't no, know, you do that, not woo. that. <laughs> I think someone's sick on that ride. <laughs> Tim Allen's on the ride. <laughs> No, but I sometimes I like you won't do like a <laughs> none of that. Yeah, but it'll be like a yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, what yeah, if, yeah, yeah. What? Like yeah. a really, like no, a celebratory a yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't understand how people vocalize on rides. I don't know yeah. how you've got enough coordination to go. This is the sound I'm going to produce, or does that just is that? Do what you do just, that every time you talk. This is the sound I'm going to move my tongue this way. Yeah, it's talking. That's talking. About? Yeah, you don't think about it. You just do it. So so why is it that you go, yeah? <laughs> How is it you've got enough time to go, yep, I'm going to say yeah, as opposed to just, <laughs> uh, No, but it's it's not, it's usually a high-pitched squeal. Yeah, we know the sound. I mean, but Josh, Josh has both gone, woo, and <laughs> yeah. There's an owl on this ride as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One thing, though, just more broadly about the family holiday, there are a lot of things that, as I was younger, I have absolutely no memory of. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of these family holidays. It's like, oh, it's great for the kids. We'll see all this great stuff. There's heaps of stuff. And it got to the point that my mum has said it many, many times. Like, she'd go, I remember when we went to the Great Barrier Reef. I was like, nah, not at all. She's like, I don't know why we bothered. And I said, yeah, that was your choice. Yeah, (laughs) I had nothing to do with that decision. Yeah. I remember I went to Europe for six weeks and that's all I remember. <laughs> no, I went to the Europe. Number. I went to Europe for six weeks. You always remember how many weeks yeah, you go yeah. for. Um, went to Europe for six weeks and uh, I don't know if I just remember the photos that were taken on that trip or if yeah. I actually remember the experience that I had. But I went to like the Vatican City and, you know, threw a coin into the Trevi Fountain, Great. which has now been relocated to the Vatican City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, they've just set it up in Dion's backyard. <laughs> Dion, here's the Vatican City and that's the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> and look, the Pyramids of Giza. <laughs> but yeah, went to all these really cool places. The only thing I remember, I went when I was 10 to Europe, a bunch of different countries. The only thing I remember about Spain, particularly Madrid, was that there was heaps of cigarette smoke. <laughs> and that's the only thing I remember. I literally do not remember anything else from Madrid. See, those kind of trips, do you think that is like a cultural experience for the child, that it actually broadens their horizons in some way? It's probably something to do with, what do you do with your kids? No, because I, yeah. I understand like, oh, let's go to Bali, let's go to whatever, because yeah. it's actually a relaxing holiday for the parents and oh, we're just bringing the kids along. I get that more. Whereas more of like a travel trip, like you're going to Europe or something to see some sites and that kind of thing. I was like... I don't know how much the kids are getting out yeah, of this. Yeah, I don't think you, you engage with culture as a child until maybe you're, what, 12, 13? You're a teenager. Yeah. Because honestly, Dion, that's that's quite accurate. I don't think I've got any memories from before being 12 that aren't just photos that were taken that I yeah. think I remember. Exactly, yeah. So I think I remember what I was like when I was four with parachute pants, fluoro parachute pants. I've got yeah. no memory of that. I've just got that's, photos of them. <laughs> they're showing him a documentary of the Fresh Prince of Ballet. <laughs> At the Vatican City. <laughs> That's me. <Ooh. laughs> I don't remember my Uncle Phil at all. <laughs> um, one of my memories was going to New Zealand. I reckon it would have been about 15 years ago. And remember a few amazing things like climbed a glacier and everything. But it was the amount of planning that my dad did. We went for, we went for 10 days. I reckon, I remember we did 2,800 Ks 
over that time. Remember the numbers again? Yeah, <laughs> just remember the numbers. Way too much driving. Just wanted to see way, way too much. Yeah, and right. I remember also doing that family trip and just going, this is probably the last one I'm going to do. I reckon. Yeah. yeah, probably the last one. But like Josh said before, it's about the fact that your parents had to go, we got to fill the entire trip for stuff for the kids. Yeah. Because what yeah. else do you guys do? You're just going to sit in a room. You'll be looking at them going, what's next? <laughs> My dad's case, he filled it with kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no time to see anything. They'll think we're doing something as long as the car's moving. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> As kids, uh, we did a couple of big driving trips around Australia. And to your point, Christian, about we got to do something for the kids. So across Australia, I don't know how widely this is known elsewhere in the world, but there's a lot of big things. So yeah. the classic is the big banana, oh, the big pineapple, yep. all these kind of things. All across Australia, these tiny, tiny towns mm. have big things because it's the only reason someone would go there. Yep. And so that was a big thing for the kids that every time we got to one of these tiny little towns with nothing going on, oh, there's a big prawn. Great. Oh, there's the big whale. Come on, guys. Let's get out, take a photo of it, and move on. Yeah, I love that. It. Do you like the big things, I Christian? hate the big things. I love the big things. They're great. But they're not even big versions of the thing. It's a big plastic cutout of... Oh, you're expecting a giant actual banana. I would go <laughs> I would go to a city to see a big b- banana, like, like a, a genuinely big banana. Like a seven kilo banana. Yeah. <laughs> but they have to replace it every two weeks. No, well, they mummify things. Why not mummify the banana? No, they make it into a massive loaf of banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the big pineapple when I was in Queensland. Mm. It's honestly the only memory I have of that of that trip. I also drowned in, at Wet and Wild, <laughs> yeah. but that might have something to do with it. Can you get can you get pineapple at the big pineapple? Yeah, yeah. There's really? all the pineapple fields there. Yeah, and bananas. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's all around. <laughs> and there. what about prawns? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know. But not all big things are made equal. So like the yeah, more yeah. rural and regional you get, it's very, very clear that yeah. they've just knocked this up to attract traffic beyond a petrol station. So yeah, so I used to have to commute between Melbourne and Canberra like every maybe month. And there's stuff along the way that you're meant to see. And there's there's this one little thing that you're meant to see about halfway and it's called Dog on the Tucker Box. Yeah. You familiar with that? Dog no. on the Tucker Box? I visited the Dog on the Tucker Box a lot. Yeah. And it's like, and people are like, make sure when you're doing the drive, go see the Dog on the Tucker Box. It's literally a statue of a dog on a Tucker Box. Tiny statue. What's a Tucker Box? Uh, <laughs> a lunchbox. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's doing on there. I mean, I guess that's part of the appeal. Um, but it's literally just a statue, and yeah. you see statues everywhere. It's just like a normal bronze statue. And it's it's just I don't know. Maybe there's a great story behind oh, it, it. it. It's I'm sure it's something. I oh, know there's that great one in Tokyo that's actually good. Of like, oh, this is the dog that stayed here after his owner died, and he stayed here for, for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. This yeah, is you know? and this in Australia, this is the dog that got in his owner's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it did. Do you, if you go to an overseas location and see one of those statues and there's like most of the bronze has been wiped away one section on it because yeah. it's apparently good luck, yes, will yes. you touch that part of the statue? Uh, I, I don't. I think I probably used to, but no, I don't. It's mm. fascinating how it bronzes up though. I love that. Mm. But no, do you? Yeah, absolutely. Like there was one in Scotland about this dog and supposed to touch its nose for good luck. I was just touching the nose for ages. I was just, just trying to rub Give me that it off. Yeah. And how's it been since then? Good oh, luck. That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> what about, would you go the Blarney Stone in Ireland? Yeah. Were you meant to upside down kiss it? Would you do that? What? I yeah. kissed it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I've oh, you've it. done it. Yep, did absolutely. they write the name for the thing also while they were upside down? <laughs> the what stone? Blarney Stone. Yeah. It's called the Blarney Stone. Okay. Blarney Gumble. 
<laughs> but I, I, the one I, I don't tend to touch the statues though. And the one I have a really clear memory of is, uh, I think, it, is it in Verona or something where the Romeo and Juliet balcony is? Oh, yes. And there's the statue oh. of Juliet and her breast is just polished up to a really? sheen. <laughs> yeah. Really? Nothing to do with luck. <laughs> <laughs> So recently we had a heater installed in my share house and it had to have some weird exhaust pipe installed because we're on the third floor. Anyway, the guy who came um, was a very lovely tradie and I I opened the door, I greeted him and the first thing that I did was I offered him a cup of coffee. Oh, coffee. Wow. Yeah. Now this is my housemate pulled me up and was like a cup of coffee. He's (laughs) he's not going to be here very long. And I realised that the reason I do that is because as a child, I remember my mum having Mm. tradies come through the house and she would, her, it was the same for all tradies coming through. She'd put out the platter. She'd get the platter out. (laughs) She'd get, she'd get, so they'd get a Pepsi Max, they'd get icy water, they'd get a coffee or a tea. And then they'd get a tray of Bickies. Oh my God. So good. Yeah. For every tradie. Whoever came past the house, that's what they'd get did as you, their staple. Did you get the best jobs ever done? No, so that's yeah, so, oh, exactly. no. That's intention behind it, right? I feel like that's intention. Yeah, that, no, that, that, yeah. if we did it, that's our intention. Yeah. Christian's mum is just a nice person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah that's true. to make sure they're nourished. But when you have tradies coming over to do some work, whatever it is, yep. what's your default uh, offer to them? Yeah, so I, mine's really interesting because I guess my dad always really looked after tradies. Mm. Um, and so uh, what he used to say was, would you like a tall glass of, of cold water? <laughs> or... or uh, this is this is my favourite thing. I've got a I've got a bottle of uh, sort of an apricot nectar, <laughs> sort of an apricot nectar drink. Would you like that? And they don't, they they just go no 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 just just the water just the water. Um, but but they um but he always looked after them. I think he was always really really nice to them. And I'm sure it was just like trying to separate himself from the regular person who doesn't give a shit about you know tradies who visit their homes. Yeah, I guess Josh, did you? Go out of your way? Or will you go out of your way? Well, I I realise that my extent of it is the cup of tea. And that's where it will start and that's where it will end. Yeah. I'm not... You're not getting biscuits. You're not getting a hello. (laughs) Cup of tea. Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, I think you'll get a biscuit if there's a packet already open on the go. Yeah. But I don't think I'm opening a new packet for you. My problem with serving them a hot drink is that then they waste time drinking the hot drink. I just want them to to do the work. So this was the thing that I was going to raise as well, is I have these distinct memories, which is what happened with this guy who installed the heater, of the cup being left wherever they wanted. You'd think when it's empty, the, yeah. You'd think the appropriate <laughs> thing to do would be drink the drink, and then at the end go and thanks for that. No. Here's your cup and saucer I've, back. I've got no. Not to leave it on the balcony. I think yeah. You should maybe just mention oh thanks for the thing I've just left it there. Oh yeah, give it. Hey, thanks very much for that. Or try and find the kitchen. I guess depending on the size of the house. Maybe they don't yeah. give a shit about your coffee, and maybe they <sighs> don't. Maybe they don't. Did he? So did he accept the coffee, Christian? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Uh. What do yeah. you mean, absolutely? As if you wouldn't. Well, but that's, I, I find that if you're coming in the morning and then someone's going to say, hey, would you like me to make you a coffee? That's quite a nice thing. Of course you accept yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that happened to me um, when I was probably early 20s or something, I was still at uni and we had a house party at the house that mum and dad didn't know about and the toilet got broken. So it was like emergency stations. We've got oh, to get no. this fixed, right? And so um, my brother who sort of organized the party, one of the guys, he's like, oh, my brother's a tradie. I'll get him to come around and fix it up and we'll sort it out. I was like, great, cool. So he sent his brother around. I was home that day and I opened the door. So I'm at uni at this stage and it's a guy I went to high school with. Oh, amazing. And I saw him. I was like, oh, 
you're like a proper tradie. <laughs> like proper working, doing stuff. And I'm just this, you know, uni student stuffing around for the most part, yeah. really. And so invited him in. And then the weirdest thing, because we're like the same age, the same level of stuff. I was like, do I just treat him like a normal tradie? I was like, so I don't. I was like, would you like a cup of tea? He's like, nah, man, it's fine, it's fine. He's like, well, I was like, well, I'll be upstairs studying. Oh, no way. And oh. you could work. Show show yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but it's like, well, I'll go. I'm not going to hang around because it was a big job to do the toilet. Isn't it funny that when a mate comes over to do work for you, the gift is always a slab. It's yeah, like, I'll just yeah, get him yeah, a slab. Yeah, I'll yeah. just get him a slab. Yeah. So, what, what is that? Forty to fifty dollars yeah, yeah, for a yeah. job that otherwise would have been charged what a couple of hundred. Because yeah. of the awkwardness of handing over cash, I think, and it's just yeah. put into a slab. Well, this especially was... when you tuck it into their underwear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this was just sort of <laughs> the slab. <laughs> <laughs> but the weirdest thing I felt was that if this was another tradie, I would have treated in this way. But because mm. it was this guy who, like, I knew, mm-hmm. it somehow felt entirely different. Can I ask a yeah. question? Do you, like when you when the tradie is, comes over to your house, do you hang around their space or do you just let them do their thing? Ooh. I think you should leave them do their thing. Yeah. Let them know where you're going and if you need anything. Yeah. Hey, I'm just gonna be upstairs. Just yell out if you need anything. Yeah, yeah. I kind yeah. I kind of potter about. I potter about. I like. I'm interested. I like to see kind of what they're doing. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm about the same. It's a. It's a curiosity. But I'll take my read from them if they're not engaging in any conversation. Mm. I'll just kind of. I'll drift away. I don't want to spend my time there. Yeah. So if I take it. One one step further from tradies, how much hospitality can you show yourself at a friend's house? So, for example, if you've walked through the door at a friend's house, can you just go and help yourself to their fridge? Nah. It nah. all depends on how well you know the person, obviously. But, like, I will never go and open cupboards unless it's something like, hey, I'm going to get myself a glass of water and I know where the, the glasses are and I'll fill it up myself. But for the most part, I'm asking... Pretty even for really close friends, I'm asking them every time what I want <laughs> when I want it. Yeah. <laughs> and what about when you sit down on the couch and they've got a coffee table? Can you put your legs up on the nah. coffee table? Oh no way! I've got no problem with people doing that. Really? As long as they've had a look and they're, they're, like their shoes aren't dirty or they're not wearing like oh, steel capped heels. That's gross. <laughs> I think nah. it's fine. What to put your feet up on someone else's furniture? Why is it gross? It's a coffee table. It's not like coffee's being drunk on it. <laughs> what 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 are your shoes touching all day every day? Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> They're tre- treading around on the ground. So do you, so you'd have a problem with that if I came around and put my feet up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I did it last night. It was really interesting. I did it last night and I put them up and I was kind of like, oh, if I don't get any objections to this, I guess it's okay. No, other way around. Oh, no. Hey, do you mind if yeah, I yeah, pop my yeah. feet up? But I will never presume to just run a muck in the house. Toilet, I'll use myself. <laughs> and I'll destroy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm happy to go to the toilet myself when I know where it is. I agree with you, Josh. I think that everything, I was trying to have a think about this and irrespective of how close the person is, I think that you have to proceed it with a question. Yeah. You can't just presume mm. that you have permission to do everything. Which brings me to my next point. Dion, I've got a bone to pick with you. Mm. I got a bone to pick. So we I, think, were... I think you're pronouncing Josh's name wrong, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so we were doing some preparation for the show and we were at my place mm-hmm. and you helped yourself to my tea cupboard. Now, I live in a share house. Yep. You took it upon yourself to just choose your tea at will. So I thought it was a nice gesture to go to someone else's place and not necessarily make them boil the water dunk the tea, all that sort of stuff. So I thought it was a nice gesture to do that. But Christian, you had a uh, problem, I believe, with my presumption that I could just have 
any tea bag I wanted. That's right. Because you're in a share house, some tea's going to belong to someone. Other tea's gonna belong to someone else. Yeah, but I feel like it's a tea bag, and I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like it's not like it's not a significant encumbrance. But it's not. It's never your tea bag. If Josh can go to someone's place and dip his juicy fruit in their sugar, <laughs> then surely. <laughs> I think because I remember this very clearly, and I I immediately realised what I was seeing, and I think with the tea bags. There's in every house, no matter who buys it, there's always one sort of bulk normal yeah. one. Yeah. There's always one like, this is the standard tea bag. Maybe yeah. your Lipton's, maybe your Bushels, yeah. that kind of thing. And if you've got friends over, help yourself to the 5,000 of yeah. those tea bags. Yeah. But Dion was looking around in the tea too. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, well, it was just, it was, I thought it was a communal thing, a communal cupboard. And remember, the importance was my intention behind it. I wanted to give you that the tea. That is true. Like, yeah. Dion's motivation to, I'll make the tea, I'll boil it, I'll put it together help you guys out yeah, assume positive intent christian yeah i assume positive intent until you argue back with me when i say no no no, not that tea <laughs> no no but i do want that tea that's the only one i like um yeah so we ended up just having very normal tea from the bulk basket which was also in the tea cupboard so to bring it back though christian mm. um what kind of coffee did you give the tradie did you give him the top shelf stuff or was oh. it middle of the road? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just the instant. He doesn't get the coffee. I'm not <laughs> what? gonna I'm not what do you mean? He enters an Italian house and he gets instant coffee. Well, it's not an Italian share house. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if I had been here at my mum's place, probably would have got a finer coffee. Mm, yeah, nice Italian biscuits. Yeah, is there any way for them to choose and be choosy? Can they go, oh. uh, Earl Grey if you got it, otherwise don't worry? Yeah, we've had some especially working so my mum will pretty much exclusively hire Italian tradesmen. Amazing. And sometimes they'll come in and just be like, no, no, just a short black. Great. Oh, um, that's great. So my mum will qualify an instant or a short black. And that, I go, just the short black. That's thanks. great. Yeah. So at my dad's place, I guess they can choose between nectar and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Being reintroduced to someone whose name you'd forgotten. <laughs> really, good. Really, good. Really, good. really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? Using a freshly pumped up sports ball. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? When a photo fits in an unused picture frame, you already have it home. <laughs> really, good. Really, good. Really, good. really good. Really good. And we love hearing you're really good, so make sure you jump onto our Facebook, Tumblr, <laughs> Pinterest, Twitter, and our Instagram and contribute to our Really Good Fridays. At the moment, the best really good submission will win some delicious Hay Tiger chocolate. Mm, it's Melbourne-based. Mm. It's ethically sourced cocoa. Is it cacao? It's cacao. Cacao. Yeah. Milk, <laughs> milk from a cacao. <laughs> My milk from a cacao. <laughs> um, and, and the most recent winner of Really Good Friday. You know what Sarah Murphy thinks is really good? When you arrive at your hotel before check-in, but your room is ready anyway. Really, oh, really good. good. Really, really good. good. Really, really good. You know what's better. 
Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. We would love you to tell a friend who doesn't already listen to the show. It's a awesome way for us to grow, for us, you and us, to share our sense of humour. Um, so please tell a friend. That's your task for the next patch. And of course, you'll be used to me saying this. Please join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We post stuff on there which we think you'll really enjoy. And also, if you want to become a Patreon, you'll get an extra clip every off week. Just go to www.patreon.com forward slash welcome to patchwork. As we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what did you sew into your patch this week? Thank you, Dion. My patch this week is Christian offering a tradie at his house a three park super pass. <laughs> 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 and Christian, what patch did you sew this week? Josh, this week I sewed into my patch some disappointed local townsfolk whose famed tourist attraction, the Big Hard Candy, was found cracked in half shortly after a visit from Dion. <laughs> <laughs> and Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is me on holiday with my family, choosing to go on the 2,800 kilometre Werther's Original roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Vogue the Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. God boy. God boy. God boy. I'd go Sarah. I reckon that's more common. S A R A. I'd go Sarah. Oh, there's no H on the end? No. Mm. Oh. I know it is, thank God. When you huh. arrive at your hotel before check in time, but your room is ready.